What's in your mouth right now? A potato. How many? Two. Well, not like two whole potatoes, but like two <laughs> two cubes of potato. <laughs> two whole potatoes. <laughs> it's classic Jake with a little morning potato mouth. Am I right? Yep. There we go. Welcome to the Art of the Dive. This is it. It's happening. The season's back. Jake, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm excited. How many potatoes have you guzzled this morning to get excited about it? I ate a lot, you know. Trying you do to be. Big, you do big a big workout. workout? Yeah, big workout. Yeah. What you do? Tell us. Tell us what you did. It's a good way to start the pod. Um, today was leg day and I did a little bit of shoulders. Okay, that's enough. We're good. We don't okay. need to hear anymore. Yeah, that was really a terrible way to start the pod actually. Um, are you excited? Are you like feeling ready for this? Well, I'm excited. Uh, I am extremely non-ready. Uh, I haven't had a chance to look. Worked five days this week already. Um, you know. Yesterday is my first day off, and I had to do more work and go to meetings. So, okay, you know, do you want to keep life. telling us about kind of your life? Do you want to just should we do the whole pot about that? No, no, I'm just saying I'm not. I mean, I'm today is the first day I've actually looked at my team, and I've already made some changes. Um, you know, just quick looking spot changes that I wanted to do before this whole fake virus showed up. There it I is. I don't know. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we're going to talk about your team. We'll talk about my team. We have, Jake, I think arguably the most questions we've ever had written in before. I think um, there's like almost 40 questions that people wrote in this time. Um, I mean, I know- I'm here's glad our listeners are doing their work finally. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, there we go, Jake. Start jabbing the listeners a little bit. It's good. When you jab, the, like when I jab the listeners, they're like, oh, Marco. And when you jab the listeners, they're like, fuck Jake. We're going to say so many mean things to him. <laughs> That's really... what I'm hoping for. Yeah, Got to I mean... get back to some like normal semblance of life. Yeah. People trying to hurt your feelings constantly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I think it's probably the most we've ever had, uh, which is good. I mean, given because we are the most popular podcast of all time. So, um, so we'll get into it right away. Um, let me give a, a quick shout out to Tony. I think it's Crowther. I think that's how you say the last name. Tony just joined the Patreon uh, last week. And, and so, thanks, Tony. Really appreciate it. Um, if anyone else wants to join, uh, you can go onto our website, divefpl.com, uh, or you can just search us on Patreon and, and support us. Any amount really helps. Um, you know, Jake's going on a big vacation this weekend, so he needs a little bit extra funding. Daddy needs some more funding. Am I right, Jake? Yes. Do you ever refer to sure. yourself as daddy? Don't lie. No. I think it's something you should think about. Anyways, uh, <laughs> thanks, Tony. Um, another shout out. Our Slack team is back up and running and, and it's really challenging because there's a lot going on right now and we're going to get into that soon. Gaz is running it. So, if anyone is involved in the Slack team or has been, I know that kind of our regulars have started again, kind of chatting on there and we're figuring it out, getting votes in. So, but we need people to be kind of like involved and, and uh, uh, submitting ideas as frequently as you can because this needs to move quickly with what's going on. So, Let's um let's get into it, Jake. FPL, it's happening. 
we've got the schedule out. We know what's going on with chips now. We know what's going on with transfers leading into the start of the season with the unlimited transfers. Um, we're going to talk today about uh, strategy. Chip usage is probably going to be the main chunk, like attacking this this initial double game week and then chip usage uh, going forward. And then we'll, of course, be talking a little bit about player selection. Um, a lot of the player selection is going to depend on your chip makeup and your approach going into this double game week and into the last few game weeks of the season. Um, so I think, you know, we're it, it's time to figure it out. FPL Patty writes in, how do I FPL? And Steven wrote in, why do I have no desire to even log into FPL? No desire to watch any games. Um, guess that's the world we live in for now. Uh, so, Jake, are you like, I know you said you haven't really looked at it. Are you, you said you're excited though. Are you, I don't know, like, are you ready to start the research? Because it's going to be a lot in these first few days to figure out exactly what we need to do. Yeah, I think the plan is to spend every single moment I have not mm -hmm. working, researching FPL, getting yelled at by my wife, right. and then going back to work. And then getting ready to watch some FPL or yeah. EPL, I should say. Yeah, I think um, today I think will really help, especially if you haven't done a lot of research. I this is not a joke. This is the first time, maybe this entire season, even even at the start of the season, that I've been excited about it. I don't know why. I'm not sure like why all of a sudden I am. I set my alarm this morning for 5:30 a.m. so that we're recording. It's like 8 a.m. right now, um, but. I set my alarm at 5.30 a.m. so I could get up and like put a sheet together, organize questions, do some research, read a bunch of other people's tweets and how they're approaching it to have an idea for what's going on. So hopefully I can share some of that information with you and hopefully I can kind of, you know, misdirect you so that you get thrown off and uh, and have a really tough time being successful. I mean, that's always our goal. <laughs> to, to get you all mi mixed up? Yeah, get everyone mixed up. Get the yeah. listeners more confused. Yeah, that's how you win FPL. Um, so let's get into it, man. Uh, the first big thing is that it's unlimited transfers going into the game week. And Jake and I were just looking at it. So the, the game week uh, deadline is Wednesday. Um, so Wednesday for us, it's midday. For everybody else, it'll be different depending on, on how you time travel across the world. Um, but it's unlimited transfers going into that that time period um so it's not necessarily i mean people are saying it's a wild card it's not like you get an extra chip you just have unlimited transfers between now and when that deadline closes um jake how are you feeling about that do you do you feel like that's a good thing for you is it a bad thing for you you still have your free hit and your bench boost of it available i believe i have free hit bench boost and my second wild card still how are you feeling like that? We'll get into the details, but how are you feeling like that affects you? I think this is like actually, you know, this is the first time I actually thought about that question this morning. And it is probably worst case scenario mm -hmm. that this is what they're doing. Um, my team was set up to move forward, even with the double game week. My team wasn't built for the double game week, so it would have just been better to not give it not been given any opportunity to get double game week players in because then player teams would have been having to decide hey i'm gonna free hit or hey i'm gonna wild card right. or hey i'm gonna blow my blow my load oh come on jake 
of chips, you know. <sighs> and so you're so disgusting. Why do you have to do that? What? What? I was just talking about. Like we were having chips. a nice podcast, and you're over here screaming, blowing loads of chips because you have uh, like a load of chips to use. No, anyways, though. I just feel that this is worst case scenario because now I'm trying to decide how much do I tear my team up that yeah. was like pretty set to move forward and do I just free hit it and waste that chip even though knowing there's probably more double game weeks to come. I, I think this is bad for me. Okay. Well, let's address kind of that first and just the like the schedule side of it a little bit. So like... Ben Krellen is saying that he doesn't think with the way things are lined up, there's there's almost no chance that there will be another double game week. Okay, so that that should make you feel a little better. Um, so right, this this initial double game week, and, and it doesn't look like there'll be blanks or double game weeks in the future, the way things are laid out, the way the the FA Cup works. Um now having your free hit later and we'll get into details in a minute here but having your free hit later could be useful for other reasons we'll talk about that later um but but it doesn't look like there'll be more double game weeks so you maybe don't have to worry about that so much let's get into some questions i mean i think you're right jake for people that use their first wild card already this is essentially worst case scenario i i tend to agree with this double game week leading things off having that bench boost chip and obviously wanting to get the most out of it because it's arguably the other than your wild card it's the maybe the most powerful chip i mean triple captain can be but it, it tends to be hit or miss fpl virgin writes in uh, every january jake records a pod about how you should save your chips for the doubles uh, every january he doesn't practice what he preaches and uses his second wild card the week after recording the pod is marco furious that jake has been given a reprieve after spunking his wild card and my answer is no no, because I think that um, I think uh, for those of us that saved our wild card, we're actually at an advantage with the way the schedule happens to work. Now, if if there wasn't a a double game week at the the front end of this, it wouldn't feel like that because you could just kind of set your team up and you'd be fine. But now with my bench boost and wild card, it does does feel like I have an advantage. Um, so let's get Jake into strategy a little bit, and we have like a ton of questions. I mean, there's like ten. 12 questions all about this so i'm just going to kind of rattle a few off and then we'll let's talk a little bit about the different potential approaches so fpl geek writes in can't decide when to play my second wild card and free hit just wing it and hope for the best question mark what could possibly go wrong dc writes in simple uh should i free hit or not free hit bench boost free hit wild card chips intact extremely happy with my current team that's an important aspect um let's talk about those two things i'll start with this Jake, the current, I know you haven't done a lot of research, but the current kind of thought process in the FPL community, I would say the herd, like everyone likes to say, if you have your second wild card right now, a lot of people are advocating for essentially using your free transfers right now, unlimited free transfers, load up on double game week players. So you you're basically have like a really good double game week team. Okay. Uh, then in 31, you wild card. So, so you basically, you've torn the hell out of your team. It's beat to shit. You wildcard the next game week, okay? And then would get you... the, the best team possible going forward. And then you save your free hit for something else. I would be bench yeah. boosting then in 30, yep. right? So yeah. I'd, I'd bring- I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about some of the different the different approaches, okay? The other approach, of course, you don't have your wild card. Uh, it, it, like, that's you. A lot of people are saying you just free hit. 
right? Get the best team in that you can because this is a double game week. And hopefully you have a team that you're pretty happy with because then your, your, your team will go back to that pre-free hit team. Let me mention though, some people, a lot of people have been asking about this. Well, can I make a bunch of transfers right now and then free hit like the day before, right? And, and bring in a free hit team. And then I get all that team back that I had made transfers with. No, right? Because the free hit undoes any transfers you've done between the last game week and this game week. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So give me just your initial thoughts on like the kind of conventional approach to how to play this. As like my strategy without a wild card. Either way. Yeah, both sides. I think that's kind of the two groups, right? It's like either you have a wild card or you're Jake and you, quote, blew your load uh, and you don't have your wild card. Yeah, I was going to say, you let you let our writers, you spunked, but I can't use blow my load of chips. Spunked is a, that's a technical term. Is it? (laughs) I just don't want you to turn this into your dirty little you know, mind podcast that you, you've always yeah. wanted this to be, you sicko. So let's not do yeah. that. All right. Well, okay. I think first off, if you have your wild card done and dusted, you make your changes, you bench boost, you free, you, and then you wild card the next week, and then you have a free hit later to use whenever you feel like it. That's easy. For me, the free hit does make the most sense. But for whatever reason, I'm kind of leaning toward just making some transfers, bench boosting, because it still makes the most sense to me to bench boost on a double game week, and then save the free hit down the road. I, I think I think I can do it. You know, mm-hmm. I've only looked at my team for like 30 minutes, but it's like, I think I can do that. Because I think people are going to go after players that aren't going to necessarily get more points than players who just have a single game week and have a lot of good weeks going forward. Yeah, so that's what's – I think that's what's interesting to me too is is you do have a situation where there's a number of single game week players. I'm, I'm thinking Wolves, even Chelsea's game week 30 matchup. Mm-hmm. 30, 31 obviously isn't good, but then after that, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, like there's a number of single game week players – that are going to probably they're going to beat out like villa players right oh i loaded up on aston villa you know like they could they could even beat out like some of the arsenal players depending on who you pick right um and so i I do see that certainly for for somebody like you the only aston villa player we talked about this last week is Grealish. you don't want anybody else really i mean maybe Mm -hmm. reyna but there's talk even that he might not be the first selected goalkeeper so like I can totally see that for you, Jake. On my end, you know, I think having that wild card, I, I probably want to kind of go all in on the game week and try to maximize that bench boost. I do tend to think that. Um, but I think, you know, Sean number one writes in and it's a good point. Should we go against the conventional thinking and avoid a bench boost this week? Lack of fitness, five subs, uh, harder to get us to 15 players who play 90 minutes. Perhaps waiting a few weeks until we get more information would be a better use of the chip. I don't necessarily agree with that because here's here's what we have. It's like it's the only time in the season, for the rest of the season at least, that you're going to be able to play this bench boost chip with the squad that you want. As soon as it starts going again, there's going to be injuries. There's going to be players that you lose. I think in this first week, we'll probably see relatively full strength squads in the first week. 
that you, you can be pretty confident in. Um, and the fact that you're going to you know be able to load up on a number of double game week players, let's say with your unlimited transfers or a free hit, well, you can't bench boost if you free hit, but uh, with unlimited transfers, um, to me, that make, makes me more confident in the potential success of the bench boost. I think the further we get into this season with like two games a week, bang, 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 right? More chaos, less chance of nailing players that you think are going to be nailed. Do you, do you agree or disagree with that? I I completely agree with you. Yeah, of course you do because I'm a fucking genius. Genius. Um, okay. So here's where it gets a little different, Jake, and this is just what I've I've been thinking about and trying to figure out. I I use unlimited transfers. This is just a hypothetical. I use unlimited transfers, bench boost in 30. Okay. Is it best to wildcard right away in 31 or is it best to w- try to wait a little bit? Um, FPL Virgin writes in, is there any mer- merit to a game week 32 wildcard when the fixtures are better for Liverpool players? Um, Matt Hall, actually a listener of ours and involved in our Slack and heavily involved in, in our pod, wrote a nice little article about it. I retweeted it the other day. You should probably check it out. Uh, ben Krillin responded to one of our tweets and said, one of the problems with wildcarding in game week 32 is that the pre-match pressers for seven game week 32 fixtures will happen after the game week 32 deadline. And players could pick up injuries in the FA Cup quarterfinals, which take place uh, earlier that week. So... I think it's either you wildcard afterwards in 31 or you have to wait and wildcard in 33. Some people have said, you know, what if you could set your team up so that you're good for 30, you're good for 31, you free hit 32, and you wildcard 33 and have a, you know the perfect team basically from 33 till the end of the season. It's something to think about. I'm trying to figure it out in my head on exactly what works with my team, if I can get the players that I like. Um, but it's super tricky because we just don't know like with 32 what exactly those lineups and what those teams are going to look like. Yeah. Well, I think that's the beauty of having the free hit still. Um, So you don't have to make that decision right away. Although you kind of want to, you want to know, but you don't really have to. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. I would argue though that, you know, you should have everybody, not just you or you or I, everybody should have their plan essentially in place. From now but to the but end either of the way, you're either way you're wild carding in a sense. You're either free hit wild carding in the next game week, or you're actually wild carding wild carding. And to me, <coughs> potato. Excuse in your me, throat. choking on a potato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it makes it makes actually more sense to free hit than wild card if you're not sure. I, I mean, I, I don't see why you wouldn't want to just free hit there. I don't think you can keep your team rolling because Sheffield goes against Man United, so that's not great away from home. Man City has Chelsea away from home, which isn't fantastic. Uh, Arsenal, you know, if you have those players, they actually have a good fixture in the next game week against Southampton. And then Villa away to Newcastle, you know, would Jack still be in your team? Yeah, sure. But but yeah, I, I just don't see... I don't see a big reason to have to be that worried about it you know just get through the game week this week and then decide hey i'm gonna free hit hey i'm gonna wild card done wow jake you have so much poise right now it doesn't matter but it doesn't matter right like either way you have a fresh new team for game week 32 yeah that's true actually that is true one or the other you're probably gonna go with okay well i like that i mean 
I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, one of these choices is the best choice, but I think, I tend to think that it's probably the way to go. My concern, of course, is is just like the picking of the right players, which we'll, we'll get to um, kind of in the second half of the pod here, just which players do you go with? So, um, a couple more questions about chip strategy here, Jake, that I think we should take. Uh, Fark asks, if you still have a triple captain chip left, how, how would you use it? Um, and, and he says, thinking KDB possibly this next game week. I, I like that. If I still had a triple captain chip, mm-hmm. I, I would probably use it this game week for the double. I tend, I do like KDB. Man City has a, a pretty good break, I think five days between matches. Um, so, yeah, I'd be good with that. What do you think? I would lead Aguero. Lean Aguero. Just because of the explosiveness. But I don't think KDB is a terrible shout. Yeah, I just, yeah. Especially with being on penalty kicks most likely. Yeah, I got a feeling, uh, and we can talk about this a little later because somebody asked a question about it, but I got a feeling City are just going to, they're going to be in train mode, if you know what I mean. I do. I do know. It'd be like if there were a whole bag of potatoes sitting in front of you right now. <laughs> no, I'm I'm pretty good with the potatoes. I don't think I'd go into train mode on anymore. What's your favorite type of potato? Mm. I like, I mean, like... like I do like, you like uh, a, a red potato, a Yukon gold, a sweet potato variety? You know, what are you into? I like red probably the most. Baby reds, big reds? What do you think? Baby. Yeah, you would like Baby the babies, you fucking sicko. <laughs> I like them home fry style. I don't know if they know what that is in England. They probably do, but maybe like a, not. Like American fries, you mean? What they call no, them sometimes? I like them, cu- I like them cubed. And then, yeah, that's called know, like Ameri- oven, we call that American roasted. fries. That's that's the actual term. They cube them and then fry them in a pan. Oh, I didn't know that. I learn something every day. That's uh, at least what they call them in this part of the country. We call them home fries. Yeah, it's like the same thing. America is home, Jake. Ever heard of it? USA, USA. All right, moving on. Garth wrote in chip strategy, food for thought. Uh, he says, Frank Walsh, uh, two, two more guys here that are pretty heavily involved with our pod, suggested free hitting in 32. I kind of like the idea. The matchups are decent. Uh, and he just says, Mark, I know you've been floating the idea of bench boost in 30. What are the pros and cons with these chips? I think we kind of hit that, right? Like 32 is a weird game week. And so maybe free hitting could be the way to go. Um, I also saw Ben Krillin also suggested the idea of holding. I believe it was Ben that just said holding the free hit in case there's something weird or maybe it was somebody else. I shouldn't say it was Ben because I don't know for sure. And if people hear it's Ben, they'll be like, that's what I have to do. So I don't remember. I read this in a little thread, Um, but somebody suggested holding the free hit till the end of the, the year. And at first I thought, man, like there's got to be a way to work it in better rather than just like throwing it into the end of the year. But the thought process behind it was that the chip uh, doesn't necessarily always yield a lot of points. It's like a safety chip kind of, you know, like the free hit is kind of like a condom, you know, like mm-hmm. you put it on to protect yourself. Right. And so mm-hmm. it, it could be like a situation where, you know, you get yourself into a bad situation. Like let's say, Let's say a team, like half the players get coronavirus and they they can't play a match and it gets canceled and rescheduled for the end of the year. Or, you know, like let's say 
uh, a lineup is leaked. Uh, and again, like, you know, some of the players are sick and, and they're not going to be playing in the match or something like that happens. Like that's where the free hit could really come in handy. And you got to believe that something like that happens. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I think it's reasonable to hold on to it. I don't, I don't disagree with that idea. Yeah. All right. Just something I wanted to throw out there. Um, let's see. Thomas writes in, why can't I use wildcard free hit bench boost and have Unlimited transfers all in one game week. FPL is not fair. It's not, Thomas. Life isn't fair. Life isn't fair, Thomas. Am I right, Jake? It's not fair. That's the one thing I've determined this far into my life. It's not fair. It's not. Okay. Well, Jake, do you have anything else you want to add or chat about with chip strategy? Or do you kind of feel like we've ironed out the different options, the choose your adventure story uh, that people could go with? (laughs) Yeah, I think we've gone over the choose your adventures and given them a path that they think that they'll be taking, but it'll probably go down a deep, twisted, dark, scary place without potatoes. (laughs) Back to the potatoes. Theme of the episode. Definitely the name of the episode. Potatoes. No doubt about that. I do like to put like sometimes our... our, um, our titles of our episodes make sense. And I feel like when I put like reasonable title episodes that people are like, like we're more likely to attract new listeners, right? They see it and they're like, cool, like, you know, FPL chip strategy, I'm going to click on that. That's what I imagine new listeners sounding like all of them. Um, but then I feel like the longtime listeners are like the people that that know us and know our pod, like appreciate the weird titles that I sometimes give. So, I think we're going to go with potatoes. That's probably a good idea. Okay. Yeah, that sounds at this good point, to me. At this point, like in the season, it's about the longtime listeners, right? Yeah. Yeah, fuck the new people. Um, unless they join our Patreon, then we like you. <laughs> then we'll let you choose the title of the episode. Oh, that's actually, that's actually a really good idea. Maybe, maybe we should let anyone that's a Patreon like write in title ideas for the pod without hearing it. They have to write them in ahead of time. <laughs> oh, man, that could, yeah, it could be good. It could be. It could backfire. Uh, Let's take a really quick break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about double game week player picks. Um, We'll talk a little bit about just how we think the rest of the season is going to play out. Um, And then we have some absurd random questions that people wrote in that we will answer anyways. Uh, Stay tuned. Welcome back. Second half of the pod. Uh, Keith actually wrote in a good question, Jake, that I think we should address immediately. He says, a question that came to mind after hearing the latest pod. This was after last week's pod. Since it did not happen this time, what actually happens when you go on break during a pod? Do you really take a break? Some possibilities. It's a lie. You just say you're taking a break. Pause for two seconds. Immediately continue and insert break music later in the editing bay. Quiet reflection time. You sit there silently and staring at a wall, slack-jawed, waiting for the breaker t- break timer to buzz. Use the time. You get up, get a drink, take a bump or two, get all your prep materials for the army of staff and servants for the next segment. Just wanted some insight into how such a a well-oiled machine runs so smoothly every time. Jake, what do we do during our breaks? I'll tell you, I usually do the the latter, take a bump or two, get my materials prepped, do a little reading. Jake, you've never done any of those things. How are they going to (laughs) know? That's true. Those idiots will never figure it out. Uh, Yeah, all those things. We do all those things, Keith. Bathroom break, coffee break, beer break. 
just chat about something completely in another direction. Sometimes we even leave some of the breaks or like the beginning of the podcast or the end of the pods like in after editing. Um, but last week we didn't do a break. We're experimenting with sometimes doing a break and sometimes not um, just because it's like one extra. It only takes a minute to do, but like any way we can cut down on editing time makes it easier for us to do a podcast. So let's get into double game week players and player picks. Okay. Last week we did talk about this, Jake. Uh, so, I mean, things haven't changed a ton. There have been some like practice matches for teams, which I, I think, I don't know if I want to read into them too much, but it does show who maybe is fit or who maybe the managers are considering playing. I guess a lot of those practice matches are going to be taking place today. It's Friday the 12th right now and tomorrow, Saturday the 13th. So, I would recommend that people take some time. Um, you can normally find them on Twitter. If you just search the team names and, you know, practice match or something like that, you can find some of the, the teams that people have played um, and maybe look at lineups and, and who is involved. They aren't playing, you know, like their main lineups for very many minutes. So a lot of the teams have played for like a first half or something like that. But and then they put some youngsters in, but you can kind of get a feel for maybe you know, maybe what's going on and, and who's playing there. Um, so we have a, a handful of questions here. Kenny writes in, I have only the bench boots le left to use in 30. What double game makers should I target? And should we forget about team value at this stage with players like Salah, KDB at discount? Um, you know, Shiva writes in, what's your take on Villa and Arsenal triple up? Um, Shiva also writes in about Mahrez versus Sterling. Um, let's see. Kiwi Nick is, is free hitting for three from city, uh, and three city attackers, specifically the best route. And then we have Vale who writes in, why do I always want to buy Kane? Uh, Adam writes in, which premier league player do you think will attract the most anger and be the biggest disappointment to the FPL community for the rest of the season? So a lot of big topics. Let's start at the top, Jake, with double game weekers. Um, what kind of i mean you said you think you can get your team close to what you want just with transfers and still be happy for the next game week what's your approach here i think well i think hendo and another defender from sheffield are kind of for, a for sure kdb a for sure then it becomes a little bit tricky for me if i free hit I think Aguero's in my team no matter what. Okay. If I decide to have a team that I try to move forward with, I think Aguero cannot be in my team. I can't have a balanced team with Aguero. He's just too expensive, and I don't think he's that worth it. I mean, he could prove to be worth it, but I just it's too much of a risk. Um, with regards to arsenal players i'm full of void i mean i think obamiang would be another reasonable alternative but he is also super expensive so maybe in a land of free hitting i would try to find a way to work him in but i think he's going to be a disappointment i just can i just see him getting maybe one goal uh, you know and it's like why not go with a player like jimenez in my opinion who can also get one or two goals in one game and i'll want him moving forward um, Gr Jack is the hardest one for me. I could see him, you know, having a fantastic game week and getting multiple returns. I could also see him getting zero returns. Um, I could see the player scoring 
And I could also see him well, not scoring. <laughs> well, I mean, I, the Villa's just so bad. Yeah. It's like if they score, it's going to be him. I mean, I think he's almost been a part of 50% of their goals. Yeah, he has. Yeah. But, I mean, he's, you know, if you look at his last few weeks, he's in his last one, two, three, four, five weeks, he's only had one assist. And I'm... I'm not saying that that's going to be helpful for you moving forward because obviously it's kind of like a restart. But it's not like he played fantastic teams. Watford, Bournemouth, Southampton, you know, like I just I just don't know if like if I free hit. Yeah, he's for sure in the team. I think he's worth the risk. But if I decide to try to be a little bit sneaky and just move forward and keep that free hit for later, then I don't think I want it. I just think I'm going to run the risk of him not getting more than one return and go with a player like maybe Mount, maybe Barnes, you know, some somewhere else in that price range who has better fixtures and, you know, has just as many points on the season. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. And to answer Shiva's question, like Aston Villa, I, other than Jack Grealish, I don't know who else you can even really touch. I mean, some people are talking about, like I said, Reyna's on the list for some people. Um, who else have I seen in a lot of squads? Um, Samata's in a lot of teams for people, which is kind of a, I don't really see it. I, I don't know. I mean, he played, uh, the last four game and I know, you know, what happens before the break and happens after the break are two different things, but he played the last four games. He scored against Bournemouth and then blanked against a Spurs, Southampton and Leicester playing almost the entire match in all three. I mean, part of that's just because the team is so bad, like you said. So there's not really other players that I'm interested from them. I I would not be tripling up. I would much rather go with like a Wolves or Chelsea asset instead. Even like, I mean, really even like a Manchester United asset or something like that could be even better. I mean, they don't have a great matchup against Spurs, but, um, you know, in the Arsenal team, what are your thoughts, Jake, on, you know, as like a, I know you probably would need to see more, but... Like, what are your thoughts on Nikita or Saka? There's been some chat that, like, so in the practice match that they lost 3 2, um, Nikita. To Brentwood. Yeah, to Brentwood. <laughs> uh, Nikita played in uh, both half, like, they did like separate lineups, kind of. So Nikita mm-hmm. played in the first half and then I think subbed in the second half, and then Saka played both halves. Um, now. I know Lacazette didn't come on. He came on, I think, for Aubameyang or something like that. And, you know, like some guys that that maybe normally would have played didn't play. So, do you have any thoughts just – because using one of those two players, right, I think they're both at 4.4 and 4.7. I mean, if you're free hitting, bench, you know, using unlimited transfers, whatever, and you think they're going to play even like one and a half games, they're probably a great player into your team because they free up a ton of funds otherwise. I just don't get – I guess for like freeing up funds, maybe Saka, but he's a midfielder, so you don't get clean sheet points for him. So I don't, I don't understand why you would even want him in your team, because I just don't see him getting like more than maybe an assist. Um, and I highly doubt they're going to keep a clean away from home against two decent teams. So I get, I get Eddie, you know for sure. Go ahead, put him in your team. I think he's in my team either way, free hit or not. I think there's better options if you need to make your team cheaper like maybe like a john fleck at five yeah who could get 
like multiple returns and get clean sheets as a midfielder. Um, and he's only 0.3 more expensive. So to me, unless you're going to try to go for it with Aubameyang, just stay away from that team. It's it's a it's a nightmare. You don't, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, and what about and what about Leno? A lot of people are arguing that maybe you yeah. just go with Leno and like you know, obviously he's not going to keep a clean against City. Probably not going to keep a clean against Brighton <laughs> either. But like maybe he gets save points, and you know he's in the goal for both both games yeah. and at five not not a terrible stretch to like figure it out to get him in yeah i would just go hendo but yeah i agree if but what if you're bench boosting you to, right so yeah that, if you're that, bench that, boosting yeah. then leno might be a good second option or arena um i agree okay. I, I i think leno's okay okay but i just get worried that he's gonna get shellacked and not get a lot of safe points but yeah. he's he's decent so to answer Shiva's question, uh, he said, "Don't sit on the fence." Uh, yeah, no. Villa and Arsenal triple up is probably a no. Um, Shiva also asked about Mahrez uh, versus Sterling. Um, I see a lot of like at least Twitter teams that have Sterling in. Um, Sterling's at eleven point seven. Mahrez is at eight point five. You know the issue right now is that. Um, you know he that is that Sane's back, right? Sane Sane's back in the squad, um, and is is it looks like almost everybody on that City team is healthy now, um, and so it's it, for those winger positions you have um, you know Mares, Sterling, Bernardo Silva, and Sane competing for two spots. Um, do you have any input on that or any thought? On, on how that might I mean it's just conjecture right we're not really sure but do you have yeah. any thought on how that might play out I think that's the hardest decision um look excuse you me you tired buddy yeah do you need, um, should we take I another apologize. break <laughs> I guess I gotta do another bump, bump. um I think that's the hard, one of the harder questions, right? Like I can see Sterling against the matchups that he has. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's done really well this season, but that doesn't mean he can't turn it around. Right. So I I like that idea. I just don't know how you can fit him and Aguero in that team and KDB. Like those are three players greater than 10.6. You know, yeah. Or I don't even know. Oh, well, I guess I have KDB on my team for ten point five, but that's a that's a lot of moolah to put in your put in your team. Moolah indeed. Um, moolah indeed. So are they? I'm curious. Are these teams that you're seeing have Sterling and not uh, not a um, Kuhn or uh, most of the teams I'm seeing have KDB, Kuhn, and Sterling, but then they wow. don't have like anyone else expensive so they don't have like Aubameyang you know they went like dirt cheap them yeah. the rest of the way through the team to make it work if I if you you made me choose I'd probably lean Mahrez and try to get some other yeah. players in that's what I'm thinking um, right now but I can see it I, I, I'm not gonna blame anyone if they go go for that I mean Sterling scored against Arsenal the last time he played Burnley away from home are pretty atrocious yeah it's not, it's not, not that it really matters shout. but um Kiwi Nick wrote in if free hitting uh, for three from City, what are the uh, and you're going with attackers? Which is the best route? And then what which are the best non double gaming players to have? Let's just briefly and we talked about this last week. Let's briefly talk about City defenders. So like if you're going to go with three, um, I, I think we 
you know, I think that's it's probably only Laporte. He's the only one that has a chance to play both. And I, I've already expressed my concern that like maybe he doesn't. Um, you know, he did come back right before the break and played in some matches, didn't he? Yeah, I still have him on my team. Yeah, I like him. I think Ederson. Couldn't you shout Ederson? You could. Like, yeah, he could get a game. He could get a double clean. Yeah, that's true. It's just he's. Ex- I mean, six is expensive for the goalkeeper, but I I agree. Yeah, he could. Um, but he's nailed. And if you're arguing Laporte's a concern, like Ederson's not. I just you know he, he doesn't get a lot of save points. Right. Right. Yeah, when Laporte's in that team, I mean, I guess. You know, so initially last week I had said, I don't know, like they're going to have to rotate him. But I, you do see the five game, the five days between games now. And like when he's in the team, they get clean sheets. He's like the only player that stirs up that defense. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, that's the opposite of what Otamendi and right. John Stones do. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um who are the best non non double game week players to have then um you know obviously you must be thinking about this a little bit because if you're going to possibly go with a not you know not free hitting and just going with you know your your team here i'm using some unlimited free transfers um you know who are you who are you favoring yeah i mean there's a you could talk about this for a whole podcast um i i like in the back line um Doherty for sure I think he's probably the most important because I get a little bit worried about Liverpool defenders getting a clean against Everton now that's that being said I'm gonna have one Liverpool defender moving forward at least um and I'm leaning Robertson due to his cost being a little bit lower than Trent but um just so you know there other... I, I'll tell you this because I'm a good friend there is some mm-hmm. chatter that he Robert Robbo has a little knock yeah, I, I did see that, so that makes me a little yeah. bit worried. They and said I may it's, even they said it's not serious. Yeah, they said it's not serious, but there's a little that there's a little. That's why he wasn't involved in the little friendly match that they played the other day. Yeah, and and then other players, I can see an argument for Tammy just because Villa are atrocious defensively. Not a bad idea. Um, the other, you know, the other Chelsea asset that hasn't gotten a lot of love is Alonzo. I know you shouted him, so kind of stealing that. But I, he's an interesting player at the price of 6.2. Like, you could even argue maybe don't go with a Liverpool player defender right now and just get, like, an Alonzo, Doherty, Laporte, or, you know, some some guys from Sheffield and see what you can do with that. Um, and then in the midfield, I like Fernandez, I like Salah. Ermane, um, and then up top, I think Jimenez and Rashford. Okay, I, I mean, I like, I love all those players. I mean, I, I tend to agree. I, um, yeah, I like Alonso. He's currently in my team. Um, I'm trying to think who else I have right now. That oh, can we? So, I, I mean, I agree with you on that. And and but can we talk about Liverpool really quickly? Mm-hmm. So. there's the current narrative like in the FPL community is that Liverpool's first few matches aren't like spectacular well so they play Everton Crystal Palace and City and I think they can have when can they have it wrapped up by uh I think is it the City match if City wins so if City Mm -hmm. wins all the games and then they play City they can wrap it up against City is that how that works yep I think so 
it's that or it's the week before anyways people it doesn't matter the what people keep saying is the narrative is that like Liverpool are going to bottle it or something like they're, they're going to win the league, but it's going to be hard for them because, you know, because they're going to be nervous or whatever. And then they're going to win the league and then they're just going to stop playing. Like everybody keeps saying that. I think that's such bullshit. Like you think that like, don't get me wrong. I get it. That Klopp might give some younger players like a run out. If once the league locked up, let them be part of the team. But like, do you think Salah or Mane are going to be like, yeah, we're no longer interested in scoring goals. So if you could just sit us down right and like let us not play the rest of the season that'd be great or do you think like van dyke is going to be like yeah i'm cool with just like letting goals in now because we've won the league like these guys are competitors and they want to be dominant and they're having an incredible season they want to finish out as one of the best teams of all time people said that about city too uh two years ago and i know city didn't wrap it up till the very end because liverpool was right there with them but like People kept saying, oh, City are going to bottle it up. They're going to stop playing because they're, you know, they're going to win the league. And like that didn't happen. They just kept banging on teams and, and winning and winning and winning. And I think that like, I don't know, do you, do you think like a team goes to play against Liverpool later in the season and thinks, oh, they've won the league. So they're probably not going to play very hard. We should be good to go. No, I think teams go in there like pissing their pants, just like they have been the entire season playing against Liverpool like oh shit this is the best team in the league and we're going to get trounced that's my opinion and I'm I just don't necessarily agree with this like narrative that they're just going to shut it down and stop playing yeah I I hope people feel that way because I think it's a mistake not to at least have two of their players if not three moving forward yeah okay good we're on the same page that was my little rant for the day I was kind of getting pissed reading that from people um all right, a couple more quick things. Like Vale says, why do I always want to buy Kane when I know he'll let me down? That, that is hilarious. Uh, it could be, you know, this could be like the one time that like it's not, I mean, I wouldn't pick him right now, but it could be the one time where it's like not terrible to pick Harry Kane because, you know, his legs maybe are a little bit better. Um, I mean, for me, I always want like a good 11 million center defensive mid two. You know, like that's what I'm looking for <laughs> in my team. Um I don't know. I, the fixtures are the fixtures good for Spurs. I, I haven't even looked no. at like a Spurs asset because I'm just not interested. Um, let's see. They have no. Yeah, oh, they're yeah, actually they're not good, bad. Good fixtures. Yeah. yeah, good fixtures. So I I can see I, that. Like maybe he's not at 10.8 too, right? Like the price has come down with him. It's not. It's not terrible. And he's had some. Now he's got some rest and and some good legs under him. Hopefully, you know he could be a decent pick. I don't know. I can't necessarily advocate for it. Can you? No, I, I there's just so much. I mean, like Sun to me would be a better option from yeah. them. Um, all right. And then Adam writes, which Premier League player do you think will attract the most anger or be the biggest disappointment to the FPL community for the rest of the season? Um, that's a good question. Who do you think Jake's going to really let us down? I think it's if I had to guess, it's probably gonna be like an Aubameyang if people hang yeah. on to him. I can see that. So maybe even Kuhn, but uh, you know Kuhn goes through these crazy runs of either just scoring or just not scoring. I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, that's kind of the the way a forward goes. Either he scores or he doesn't well, score. Well, but I mean, like what for his first like what six game game weeks he scored 
eight goals and an assist, and then he went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He was like injured a little bit in there, but he got like one goal after that. Yeah. Um. So and then he had a run of where in like three game weeks he scored six goals. Right. Are you gonna get which which coon are you gonna get? Who knows? But it's scary to not have him in your team if he's gonna score like six goals in in a couple game weeks. That would be a problem. Yes. Um, all right. Yeah, I think those are fair, fair shouts. So let's get into the last, like kind of the last section of the pod here. So um, kind of some like I would put them in the the other category of questions that like don't necessarily fit under double game week picks or chip strategy and then some random stuff. So Wilson writes in, you know, there's going to be empty stadiums. So which team might benefit the most? Which teams will it be a detriment? Um, you know, how does that affect players? Things like that. I mean, sample size is super small. Uh, in the Bundesliga and people were making a huge deal about it at first. Like, you know, the home teams aren't winning as many games. Um, there are some really interesting, if, if anyone wants to do some research on your own, um, psychological studies that examine how calls go, um, for, for play, uh, for teams that are home versus away. Um, in the NBA, for example, there was a study that was done a couple of years ago that accounted for like things like variables, like travel, variables um, like home versus away locker room and amenities, um, time change, things like that. Because in, in America, the teams are traveling across the country and there's huge time changes. Um, but they factored, they, they found that those things had a, a, a negligible, negligible, there we go, said the word, negligible difference. Um, and they actually found that uh, most of the calls, because there there is a pretty significant difference in the way that calls are awarded in basketball and soccer matches. Um, most of that difference for home versus away matches came down to fan influence. Um, the idea kind of being that referees as robotic as we want them to be are, are very human and, um, and are influenced by the emotion of the game and, and the fans and things like that. So I do think that it has an effect on matches. Um, what we've seen in the Bundesliga is that home teams haven't won as much and there's been, I think, less total goals scored. I do see that, like probably less less total goals maybe, but I don't know how it affects particular teams. If anything, I think that like the better teams going into this last little section of the season are at an advantage. You know, the Liverpools, the Cities, you know, the teams that are at the top of the league, especially when they're playing lower, lower league teams. Whereas, you know, maybe you go into a Crystal Palace and it used to be challenging to play there. And now we've got this like neutral stadiums and neutral you know, home atmosphere, neutralized home atmospheres. Um, I do think that the the big name teams have a huge advantage in those, in that world. I, I'm, I don't have anything to like stats to back that up. Do you have anything Jake, yeah, that you want to I like that on? hypothesis. Yeah. I mean, look at Bayern. I don't think they've lost a game yet. Look at Dortmund. The only game they did lose was to Bayern, right? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that's not a bad hypothesis. I think it's gonna, I think it, it's going to take away from a lot of the more challenging places to play. I think, like you said, you know, I guess it'll be interesting, like the Liverpool at Goodison Park. Like, let's see. Let's see what Liverpool does. Um, obviously, they have a lot of drive to win the league sooner rather than later. But that's the other thing. It's like without without the fans there, I could see Liverpool scoring three and just absolutely crushing Everton, even though Everton aren't that bad of a team. Yeah. 
like Kenny asked basically a similar question. Like, been watching the Bundesliga and playing the fantasy game. Away teams seem to be playing well behind closed doors. Obviously, there's no home crowd advantage. Do you think this could happen in a EPL with unexpected away wins happening, throwing off expected FPL predictions? I mean, the way I'm balancing it, Jake, is I'm not looking anymore at like, oh, this is a home match and this is an away match. I'm just looking at like pure matchup. Um, and I think that that's probably a good way when you're picking your team and looking at your players, don't you? Yep. I agree. Okay. Um, let's see here. So some other questions. FPL Virgin says, why does the FPL community argue so much? Is it because credibility in FPL depends on expertise? And so everyone is trying to outdo each other to be the most knowledgeable or do people just argue a lot on Twitter? Probably both, right? Yeah, mostly the second one. I don't know. I mean, you know, you and I are obviously experts, right? There's no doubt about that true that's the reason we have a podcast i mean you don't you can't just Mm -hmm. right so here's the thing you can't just have a podcast right you can't you got to be an expert and if you're not an expert then they don't even let you start a podcast that's how that works yep how do people not know that idiots no they're not experts yeah exactly see that's the issue um thomas bracken wrote in uh pick one must have and one must avoid player for the rest of the season um, and then he also says, how many points ahead of Jake will you be? He must be asking me by the end of the season. Um, my must-have is is just as it's always been. It's KDB. Uh, my must-avoid, I, I'll just throw it, since it came up earlier, I'm just going to say avoid Kane. Don't don't pick Kane unless, you know, unless he's like flying, I guess. I don't know. That'd be the player I'd stay away from. I'm, that could come back to bite me for sure, but... And that's a that's a hard one. You took the easy way out for me. I'm gonna go with Rashford. Oh yeah, that's a good one for a must have um, and a must avoid. Pogba. Oh man, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go out a limb and say Ings doesn't really do much yeah. for the rest of the year. Okay, that's not not terrible. Um, We'll eat those words. Ings will have 10 goals. Kane will have 12. Rashford will score two. Um, and uh, and KDB will play one game and then sit the rest of the season. So, can't wait. <laughs> All right. Random questions. Um, McNulty says, do you have any suggestions to create an atmosphere for the behind closed door games? I should have talked about that when we were talking about the, the behind closed door stuff. Um, I mean, I, I think it's kind of funny that like, have you seen this, that they're, they're putting sound over the broadcasts like for people's Uh homes that's kind of interesting uh but for the actual fan like the actual players i don't know like i think this the stupid like player cutout things that they're doing in the bundesliga is kind of absurd um i get that they're trying to keep their season ticket holders happy and that's all that is um but i don't think that it necessarily adds to uh adds to the atmosphere um you know like these are professional players and professional teams and so you know, the atmosphere is obviously it's great for the players. They love it. I mean, anyone that's ever played the game loves to be in like a loud stadium. You and I played in one every weekend. Am I right, Jake? Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I don't really have any suggestions. I mean, you know, we could spice robots. it up. Yeah, robots would be good. You know, maybe some drones that go overhead and drop water balloons filled with piss on the players during the game. That could be fun. You know, I just think some unusual stuff could be a good time, you know? Yeah, like have just have a lot of animals in the stands, like a lot of you know, like I don't know, oh, just like running wild, free wildlife. Yeah, be kind of fun, scary too. 
Yeah, it'd be good. That tiger's attacking the gazelle. Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> two point sex sounds right in. Has Marco got any more recipes to share with the audience or are breakfast burritos and beer bread the pinnacle of his culinary achievement? You know what? Screw you, two point sex sounds, thinking that that's the only thing I know how to cook. Um, yeah. What are some other good things I cook, Jake? I make a very, I do a very good steak. Um, our garden is coming say. in, is coming in right now. So last week I made a couple different good dressings uh, to go with um, some of the greens that are coming about. Um, my family and I like to make a lot. We make a lot of pasta. Um, we make good, really good ravioli. We made those last week, uh, ravioli and meatballs. That was really tasty. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I cook a lot of stuff. So don't don't act like I'm like a small fry man. Come on. Um, Garf writes in. What is the best fast food fry? Oh, like French fries? Is he talking about? Yeah. Is he talking about just like type or like from a specific place? Probably from a place. I don't eat a lot of French fries, but what would you say? Which ones? Which one's the best? Yeah. That's a hard. That's a hard question. I I kind of like the Chick Fil A waffle fries. Okay, I, I, I don't I mean, know if they I have Chick Fil A and yeah, I like those. They're good dipping fries. Okay, yeah, that's what I'll go with. I like the. Have you ever had Five Guys? The fries. I have. I actually that was going to be my other pick. They're kind of so, like yeah, smaller, you know, like and they're mm-hmm. they're they're like um they're pretty crispy the way they fry them, like on the outside. I like yeah. that. That's good. Uh, Captain Hindsight said, "Not a question, but a request, and it's going to hurt." Marco, compliment Jake. <sighs> no, Jake. I thought you, I thought you, you have nice. No. You have pretty good. You have a. Uh, go on. Um. Mm-hmm. You're uh, you're good at words. Thank you. You have nice skin face. I appreciate it. Yeah. That's all I got. Uh, Liam, what have you enjoyed most about lockdown? What have you enjoyed most, Jake? I've enjoyed nothing, Liam. <laughs> I'm sad all the time. I'm Jake. <laughs> uh, I've enjoyed being home, actually. I, I actually just like being at home. It's good. Get some projects done around the house, gardening, working out, getting my work done. I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. That's probably the pinnacle of my week. Oh, uh, yeah. My hair is super long right now. Like, it's like seven or eight inches, I think. Seven inches, probably. Super long. Yeah. I got to get it cut. Uh, okay. And the last question, not FPL related. Love it, though. Bobby Love writes in, fuck one, marry one, kill one, Donald Trump, John Stamos, and Jake. That's a good one. Jake, you want to take it first? Uh, well, how, um, am I doing this? Yeah, do like it first. With myself? Yeah, fuck one, marry one, kill one, Donald Trump, John Stamos, and you. We should probably be careful. Like you should, you know, when you put the president yeah. on one and you and you and I know. you know, and you pick what you're gonna say, and then like Secret Service is on at your door like five minutes later. Um, in America, we're pretty. They're pretty crazy about that, so we probably shouldn't. We probably shouldn't. That's probably not good. I mean. I I think you can figure it out, Poppy Love. Yeah, I there's mean, some. Yeah, obviously, uh, obviously, we're murdering Jake, right? I mean, I think yeah. we're all on the same page. <laughs> same so, there. So you know, Jake's even he's killing himself, right? It's that's that's. Yeah. Do you remember we used to is... we used to play that game? Do you remember that game? It was um at we first season of our pod. We used to do um yep. add one. Was it add one drop one fuck one? Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> and I'd make you. <laughs> I'd pick three players, and you had to choose. That was yeah. Fun. It would get pretty. It'd get pretty crazy. Yeah, we should bring that one back. That's a good. That was a good game. 
good times good times all right um i guess that's it so the the suggestion for me from me would be to uh try kind of keep an eye on uh what's going on this weekend with those practice and friendly matches for teams i think that's probably important um just to see lineups and see what managers are thinking who's fit who's not it's kind of weird because players are coming back here so check that out this weekend today and tomorrow um the talk is that there's going to maybe be like some lineups released or some maybe maybe the managers share more information i know that's conjecture again but during like pressers we might have a little bit more info so i guess i don't know like I'm going to try to wait until I have all that information to make the final decision on the direction I'm going and the team that I'm going with. Um, but don't wait too long, right? Because then the, the deadline comes and you'll be sad. Uh, Jake, do you have any final comments that you want to close out with? No, just excited for FPL to be back. Okay. Good, good finish to the pod. Well, let's get out of here. Uh, I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should die.